We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Friday, Lori and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us as we head into the weekend. Congrats to Edie D. We'll just call her Edie D. Edie from Fridley. Edie from Fridley. $107 richer. Why? Well, because she uh, just opened up the MyTalk app. Maybe she already had it. Maybe she downloaded it today and just opened it up. That means you automatically register to win $107. And we'll be giving that away every day, every weekday through the end of July. So congrats to Edie from Fridley. Edie. Edie. You just don't want to hear that name very no, often. No, Edie. I love it. Edie Falco. Is Edie the last Gourmet. Name. Edie, Edith. I Edie went to, Sedgwick. I went to high school with an Edith. Edie. An Edith. An Edith. Yeah. Yes, you really don't. All no. right, so last night when we left in the torrential downpour. Oh, my gosh. It scared everybody, I think, out of downtown St. Paul. So I had a girlfriend coming in from Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and so we were going to have a girls' night out. Oh, no one was anywhere. It was like a ghost town. Yeah. Nothing was happening. But we ended up um, at the public, you know, which is down by Mears Park. I've never seen no one was in any, no one. Yeah. So I think that weather just wiped out everyone. I'm not, and my friend from, you know, because usually on Thursday night, night. well, they have music down there every Thursday night at Mears Park. But last night, obviously, wiped out everything. It Mm -hmm. was just unbelievable. And she's like, it's a Thursday night. And, we kept going, trying to look for Mr. Goodbar. We needed Goodbarge, to get onto fun. West 7th Street. We were on West oh, 7th were? Street. There was N- nothing. No one at Mancini's, Joe and Stan's, <laughs> the Shamrock. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. But so so where did you find trouble? Well, um, at the public. You know, the public has um, in Mears Park, downtown um, St. Paul. And downstairs, they have some live music. So we were down there. That's just kind of a fun, cozy room down there. Yes. So that was fun. And then we just ended up um, getting uh, refreshments at Super America and heading home. Mm-hmm. You know, tons of just junk food oh, okay. late at night, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we went home and um, I played Barbara Streisand DJ. Oh, oh dear. Lori. To one thirty, like in the everyone morning. was singing. interpretive dance to Barbara <laughs> sing along. I had the lighter for the candles, you know, as my microphone. They were impressed with the words I knew and didn't know. Yeah. One of them was sleeping. Yeah, the did other you two. Do Stony End. No, we didn't. We no. just no. But Lori, that was a good one because we did her duets with Celine Dion. Yeah, and we also did the du- duet with Donna Summer. But I'm telling you, sometimes... Donnie, find Stoney on just so I can see how Julia will move when that song comes it's on. It's not my favorite. No, I know, really? but oh, just... It doesn't... 
but maybe it might Mark move Allen. you because there was so much of it. Do you remember the album Donna cover? Stoney, yeah, but that was I, that was never my song. No. Or the ballads. Or, but, yeah. Song ballads. Or We've Got Nothing to Be Guilty. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's I love Tandem Mountain with, with <laughs> you know. That was a good one. But anyway, I mean, then I'm thinking of, because I'm in a fourplex, so I share my living room wall with one side. Yeah, did, and they, my, did you get any complaints like Bill Cosby? No, and that's why I was laughing about that. And then my bedroom, one of my bedroom walls in the first or my main one with another couple. And I've gotten knocks on that wall yeah. from loud music too late at night. Mm-hmm. But last night, I don't think, I figured they were back in their bedroom so they couldn't hear me yeah. because we were... Rowdy. Loud and having fun. Did any other music besides Barbra Streisand? Yes, we tried to play Lizzo a million times, but um, it just something is up with me playing that song. I've downloaded it. I've bought it. Every time I click on it to play it, no, it skips to the next Voice? song. Yep, Ugh. I can't even tell you. But we ended up yeah. going to YouTube and watching the video. Yeah, that they all loved. No, we had a lot of other music, but it was just kind of a. A funny night. I mean, when all else fails, if you just have music and sit around and gab, there's nothing more fun yeah. than a gab fest. Right. So it was fun. I'm, um, so anywho. Donnie, are you going to play this song? Oh. Just so I can see if, how you would have interpreted dancing. You know? Oh, I would. Yeah. I was born as Okay, she's standing up. I should have. I should tape her, but I'm too lazy. I was raised on the Got a microphone. Between the lines, and I don't believe I want to see no more. We need a TV someday in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, One of many, many great songs down written the by Laura Neary. Did someone just talk? Yeah, Donnie knows no something knows is good about this song, but we had to hear the chorus. What did you know, Donnie? I said, One of. Many, many great songs written by the late Laura Nero. No, Laura Nero, the great late. I don't even know who that is. You, but oh, you know her songs. Oh, I'm sure. You know her songs. Stone Soul and- Picnic, Wedding Bell Blues, oh, uh, And When I Die, yeah. uh, Eli's Coming. She wrote a lot, a lot of, of songs. Not other people made hits. Right. And who yeah. was she married to um, when Whoa. she died? I, Someone I, famous. But it wasn't. Laura, she was like an article in Vanity Fair. And she's in her 50s probably. Oh, Lord. She was a cancer in her Yes, mom, yes. Her mom died of the same thing. No, and Lori knows this because she, your avid reading of Vanity Fair, Fair has paid has off in, in, in just, spades yes. in this job I from know. the 80s and 90s. It really has because you remember all of these. Come on, get it. Who was she married to? Well, I don't know. I feel like another singer, maybe Donnie will look it up yeah, for she us. Has a, she had one son. I don't recognize the name of the guy she oh, was married okay. to. Oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't. But maybe no. it's just Laura Nero. I read the story about her, and I was like shocked at how many songs she... And died so young. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she wasn't. Oh, yeah, Laura, that's, that's... She was uh, uh, 50. 50, well, yeah. When she is, died, yeah. Is the sun going to come out? Which, I mean, there is so much flooding. Oh, Julia. I mean... Okay, the Asian beetles that Casey, the Japanese beetles that Casey's been collecting in the bug bags in our yard. Right. Yesterday, Are they oh. yesterday he put the three bags worth in a bucket. <gasps> All of them were still alive, yeah. and there were literally probably, oh. it was probably eight inches deep of oh. bugs. And, you know, he just drowned them. And is he starting all over? Can yeah, you empty started, those buckets? Yeah, you, you empty the bug bags out. And Tell then, everyone about, because you gave me the name of those bug bags, because the Asian beetles are evading. 
invading. They're invading, and they, if you have any, you know, if you have flowers or baskets or anything, they or even flowering trees, they eat all the leaves. And, and they, they come in like they, uh, gazillions yes, of them. Yes, but you don't want to put up too many bags because you don't want to draw them to your house. Okay. So we just have two in the back, in our back, and one out they front. They were that full, Lori? Oh, oh my gosh. It was unbelievable how do you kill him with a little dish soap no yeah and and drowned him yeah or whatever yeah put him in a bucket i was out i did not (laughs) and then he he held each one under i was how long does it take to drown he just dumped all of the bags but i was impressed that he was walking around at eight in the morning without a shirt on and just doing Doing manly watch just doing manly (laughs) manly stuff that i would hate to do but I don't want the. I'm glad that he investigated because last year they, they they ate. They really wrecked all my baskets. My neighbor had this beautiful tomato plant and this basil plant, and like it was gone in ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how quick they came in. Yeah, and they take over that fast. Yeah, this way they find you, and you know when you bring in agriculture or produce no or kidding, stuff from different from countries, different countries because it's for pests like this. I don't know when these things came around and. Casey now has become an expert on on horticulture, Asian Meats, beetles, Asian beetle, beetles, squirrels, and, uh, squirrels, and then um, there's one more. He said uh, woodpecker. N- yeah, the, yeah. No, the, no, not the woodpecker. But he said they'll be gone like in a couple weeks. And then he's chatted with my friend Annie, who's become an expert on chipmunks because she had a chipmunk <laughs> problem and they were in her house. And if you want to know about fl- flying squirrels, <laughs> yeah, you know call my those. ex-husband Bill. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you oh. do become experts on whatever the problem de jour is. Exactly. All right, oh. listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. And also, uh, sometime today, we've got our last pair of Mamma Mia tickets uh, that's the show that's opening at the Ordway next Thursday. So um, we're, we're just going to do like seventh caller for that one, but not right now. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this happy Friday. Happy so, Friday. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Did I get sucked into tennis today? You know how I it's just... time. You know how I just, like, I hover on the fringes, and then I really wait till it comes down to You're the end. You're a fair-weather fan of yes. almost all championships when they're happening. Yes, I love it. Every sport. Yes. I, so now you know more than everybody. So well, no, I don't know more than everybody, but I started <laughs> watching, because my brother's like, you got to watch a little tennis this morning, because now we're in the semifinals, because he mm-hmm. knows... You know, I just count on him, and I read a little bit here and there. So I start watching this Kevin Anderson, who is the guy who beat Federer. Yes. In the 13-11 set match that lasted five Five hours. sets in the last games went to 13 games against 11, 11 game because in the fifth set, you can't win by a tiebreaker. Yeah. You have to win by two tennis games. Yes. So this Kevin Anderson, big Kando, I was calling yes. him yesterday, the 6'8 South African. He's playing John Eisner, the... 6'10", good-looking American guy who's going going to have a baby any day now. And um, these two know each other from the college tennis court. So I'm getting co- college uh, circuit because the last time, Julia, uh, that um, two people who played each other in college, guess who they were? Wow. I do know who they were. Who? Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe. 
Bingo. Oh, one went correct. to Stanford and one went to um, U- UCLA. That's right, and they 1984. Each, and they each only went for a year. Yep, that's right. Yep. And these two went all four years, this uh, Anderson and Eisner. So they've played each other in college. They go all the way back because uh, they're like the same age. Yeah. So they go back to college. And so anyway, people are like going, this is the greatest thing, this match that happened today to college tennis because there haven't been college players that get to pro you're right yeah people just go yeah, pro they go pro yeah, right. at a young age right. and so they said this is such this is like making college tennis um mm. people giddy because, yeah it's just mm-hmm. kind of amazing because yeah. we haven't seen it and, and so 1984 okay so here's a spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert for so sure. the match went on six hours and 35 minutes mm. the final set how many games to how many games did it end up? 26 24. That's right. No, it was higher than Wasn't it higher than that, Donnie? No, no, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Oh, 26 26, 26 games to 24 games. Games. And what was 6 hours? 6 hours. And 35 minutes. And and both of them 610 and 68, the American Eisner is 610 and His feet are so big. I don't know how he gets around on the court. Uh, Patrick Gracie told me that they're size 16. And what did I think about that? And I said, I think I I wonder, lucky, lucky life, lucky wife, you know, is what I wonder about it. But then he said to me, he said, but he (laughs) said, but the game, it was so good. And I didn't even start watching until they had been playing like two hours and they were already on the four set. Mm -hmm. But it was, they were going back and forth. It wasn't just acing and then, you know, winning and flip flopping like that. It was they, they did hit the ball cup. They were going back and forth. And so Royce says to me, he says, well, you know that Eisner, he says, he's already a record holder at Wimbledon. And I said, for what? The, and he said, the longest tennis match in history. He's the marathon man in 2010, eight years ago. So Eisner, whatever, 20-something. He played, he was 23rd seed, and the match took 11 hours Five minutes of play over three days. Eleven hours and five minutes play. And in the fifth set, what were the what was the game count? Um, seventy five to how many games? It was seventy games to sixty eight for a total of a hundred and eighty three <laughs> oh games. Gosh. It remains by far the wow. longest match in tennis history, uh, measured by time and numbers. So Eisner today in this game against Kevin Anderson now holds the second longest Wimbledon match. He's got the first one and the second wow. one. And um, this Eisner may have, they both of them broke numerous Wimbledon and tennis records uh, that day. But apparently, like Eisner said, he could have eaten 12 Big Macs. Andy Roddick brought him three boxes of pizza Uh, Fried chicken and mashed potatoes. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When? After this 2010 oh, match, okay. when they played so long. Okay, yeah. And um, he slept for less than four hours when they got up then to resume play on the third Jeez. day. And they had to take ice baths 
ice baths because mm-hmm. they were like they could hardly move. Well, I can't even imagine. So if you know this um, Anderson, Kevin Anderson now. Whoever wins the match that's going on right, right now, now between Nadal he's and be so tired. Dehovacek, or I can yeah. never say Djokovic. his name. Djokovic. Djokovic. He's going to be... How wiped out are these guys? Well, he's wiped out because he also played uh, yeah. 24 games. We thought that was a lot was, against Federer. Yeah, he was Roger. I hated that he beat Roger. Yeah, but I these know. These guys have serves. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, massive. He was, really, he was really sweet after he won. He said, at this point, after this many games, it's a shame for either one of us. And John's a great guy. And... You know, he the, was really because they're saying, the, "How do you feel about this?" Is how tell us about this moment. He goes, "Well, know. I really, I can't, I can't. Yeah, um, I can't give you anything you want right now. Basically, yeah, and I'm the, exhausted." And the umpire, I mean, the way the the umpire at the 2010 match where mm-hmm. they played 183 games, he said he was so gripped, he stayed solid, and he did not think about eating or even going to the bathroom. That's what I always wonder. Okay, so I'm hitting the tennis balls yesterday with my friend. Yeah. And he's hitting it to me, and I'm thinking, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom. And I'd just been out there. Yeah. Well, Eisner was, um, he was doing a lot of, you know, wiener tugging um, during the, the match. Uh, yeah. Their, their job. But during or commercial breaks, they go to the bathroom. Line. Do they? Yeah, but they I mean, go. he was really doing a lot of, he does the guy pinch, the wiener pinch. Yeah, all of them yeah. do it. Nadal does it. They all do it because they're so sweaty. They don't Chaping. want, they need to get that <laughs> off of their junk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, and I guess what else about this 2010? This so now he's got both of those records, right. and he won the ESPY award in 2010 for record-breaking performance. Wow! Beating Roger Federer and uh, Usain Bolt for that year. And John McEnroe said because uh, he was calling the play-by-play in 2010, uh-huh. he said it's the greatest advertisement for our sport. This game <laughs> makes me proud to be a part of it. And Federer said, "I I didn't know if I was crying or laughing. It was just." It was absolutely so impressive to see these two players. Unbelievable. Um, and Sports Illustrator said, uh, you know, it. Uh, people weighed in that that particular match in 2010 could have shortened their careers by six months because what the players risk playing that many hours, dehydration, hypothermia, right. kidney right. damage, because you are holding wow. it. And some kind of persistent because also that Eisner, he had the most aces in a match by one player. He holds that record 113. Yeah. So. Well, it's wow. it's it's pretty amazing. But I think in what they were talking about is in the fifth set, having a tiebreaker, probably, you know, instituting some sort of a tiebreaker Thing. so they don't have to play that long. Yeah. You know, I just yeah, heard there's sense. rumbling also. I think, Donnie, you probably read about this too like in the nba they've always required people to go to college for one year yeah before they get drafted yeah. and they're talking about changing the, the, that the one and done rule yeah they, yeah they want to get rid of that and just you can go from high school i don't like that i think to, they should go to college yeah, you know, I mean, no, that's it's a waste of time julia they go they don't even you go can't to class mandate people go to college unless you're gonna it's good make for it, the college it's good for, college for everybody for Anyway, the Duchess They're of Sussex. They're not Lori, for yeah, that. The match today is supposed to be really great. My brother said it might go into tomorrow because at 9, they quit playing, 9 p.m. Okay. In England. So the, the, this match, so the Wimbledon finals for ladies tomorrow might... Serena's in it. Yeah, might be pushed back a little. And both of the Duchesses will be there. Oh, fun. So there you go. In the There's, Royal Box. In the Royal Box. When we come back, we are talking to Neil Justin from the Star Tribune. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? latest, latest.
Trending online this afternoon. It is Friday the 13th. Oh, scary. Oh, my goodness. It is happening. Also, today is National French Fry Day. And trending online this afternoon, Instagram down the social media app crashed earlier today. So if you couldn't like a photograph or a video, it wasn't just you. The whole app was down. Caused the internet to panic. But don't worry. Instagram is back up. And Ariana Grande trending this afternoon. She has a new video out for her song that's called God is a Woman. Go check it out. All right. That's what's trending here at my talk. Here's your forecast. Look really good for the weekend. Partly cloudy, 68 tonight. We'll see lots of sun over the weekend with highs both days in the upper 80s. Right now, uh, clouds 76 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. But I've never got a convince, you know. Hope to die to my lover. I'd never lie. Every truth, I swear I'll try in the end. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are very uh, excited. We have Neil Justin from the Star Tribune joining us, of course, to talk TV. And we might as well just start with the Emmys because you had a you had a good story today. What oh, your thanks. thoughts? Hi, Neil. Hi, guys. Are you? Wait a minute. You guys are together? Oh, we are. Crying out loud. Doesn't anyone ever get the sick three of, of saying us together, that? I can't remember the last time that happened. Well, maybe you can write a story on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right on it. So the Emmys yesterday, we the one that we were like the most like worked up about was we couldn't believe that uh, Jodie Comer, I think that's her name from uh, Killing Eve. I thought she mm. should have. Why didn't she get nominated alongside Sandra Oh? Because they were both amazing in that show. Well, uh, let me let me look on the positive side of things okay. uh, rather than the negative like right. you guys do. Okay, thank you. Uh, I was, <laughs> Neil, I, had, I love you. <laughs> If I had one wish, it was that Sandra Oh would get nominated yes. because that certainly was not a slam dunk because it's a show on BBC America, right? Um, and uh, you know, it's in its first year, so I was thrilled that she got nominated. Um, I, I think the main reason is uh, she's a bigger name, right? First of all, I think she's won before. I think she might have won supporting. I know she was nominated for Great Anatomy, mm-hmm. and um, while um, the the, the villain in that uh, great series is also very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've kind of seen, I mean, uh, can you believe how evil she is? Right, okay. Kind of before. Um, again, nothing against her, uh, but right. I, I didn't feel it was as nuanced and as interesting as, as Sandra's role in that. I just thought Sandra gave one of the best performances. Well, that's it going to be stuff. a very tough category, yes, isn't it? it is. There's it is. a lot of good people. Yeah. You know, I think really this year um, uh, the female races are the most interesting, and uh, I think it's telling uh, that um, that's where the most memorable performances are this year mm-hmm. uh, in both categories. I mean, is this a year, if you look at that category, I don't have the list in front of me, but is this a year uh, Carrie Russell finally gets nominated? Finally. Uh, it be nice? Uh, yeah, no, finally. Somebody wins. Um, but you've got some people that have won before in there. Uh, so it's, uh, um, it's, it's really, uh, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And how about, um, all the handmade tale, handmaid's tale, like having three actresses in the supporting for handmaid's tale. I mean, do they just end up canceling out each other's votes? Sometimes that happens. I yeah. don't think that happens as often as 
we think it's going to. All right. Uh, but in this particular case, it could. I mean, uh, I got chastised a little bit for not focusing more on handmade sale uh, this year. Uh, I feel like we kind of we talked a lot about it last year. Um, and that doesn't mean this season hasn't been good. Mm-hmm. I like but, how you roll. Yeah. Let's move past it. <laughs> right. I'm agreeing because I don't even watch it at all. You know, I think it made a, a great mark, and I think it's going to have uh, the, you know, Game of Thrones is back. Right. And uh, I think uh, this was as good a season, uh, if not better, than the season it, it already won for. So, um, I kind of feel like, I mean, there was a novelty aspect to Handmaid's Tale. I, I don't mean to, you know, knock it down for that. Right. Um, they're just trying to stun us and had a big, powerful message. And it's sort of repeating itself. And it's a message that should be repeated. Uh, yeah. You know. But I don't know if it's shaking us up quite as much. It's not shaking me up as much as it did the first season. As opposed to Atlanta, which I think is, got to be the heavy favorite for comedy. You think um, so? I think it mm-hmm. sort of reinvented itself, not just this season, but every episode. I've never uh, watched it even once. I, I, maybe I should go maybe back. I watched the it. first season, and then I, I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's tremendous TV making. I don't know how much of it is really a comedy, uh, but it's terrific television, yeah. and that category is so rich. And again, it's a little bit more open than usual because just as Game of Thrones uh, sat on the bench last year, right? Deep uh, is on the bench. Beep is on the bench this mm-hmm. year because of uh, to give time to its star Julie Louis Dreyfus to recover uh, from cancer treatment. She has won six years in a row, right? right. Yeah, so we will have um, a new show actress. Won the last last three, so. Um, it'll probably win uh, a ton again when it returns for its last season, um, either later this year or next year. But for now, that category is really exciting, and it's a nice mix of veteran shows. And I think there's three new shows on there, including two of my favorites, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Glow. Yeah. Um, and the biggest, as, as shocked as you were about your little buddy and uh, on Killing Eve not getting nominated. Yeah. I was absolutely shocked Allison Brie from Glow did not get nominated. Oh, that is I kind of she amazing. Slam dunk. Um, uh, I thought Mark Marin uh, uh, yeah. might get nominated. Uh, he did not. Um, only her rival on that show, I think her last name is Gilpin, is the actress's name. She got nominated, but and the show did pretty well. Yeah. Um, but kind of shocked how you can. Uh, recognize that show and not recognize Alison Brady. Yeah, the actress. Did you clutch? Um, did you clutch your uh, not your pearls, your suit jacket over any any other um, notable snubs or anything? I'm trying to think. I mean, we were all keeping an eye on Roseanne, um, and uh, Lori Metcalf is really the only uh, nomination out of there, um, uh, which I, I guess you could kind of expect um, that show was not loved by Emmy uh, in his first time around, okay. except for Laurie Metcalf, who I think won three times. I thought maybe Sarah Gelbert or Dan Goodman, uh, John Goodman, yeah. might sneak in there. On the positive side, you know, we talked about how Alison Brie was left off that comedy list. Um, on the positive side, that that may have made room 
for Issa Rae to get yeah, on there. That's true. That's not the kind of performance or show that uh, Emmy traditionally pays a lot of attention to. I love and her. Yeah, I love she's, her. Yeah, she's somebody unique and um, somebody to keep an eye on, and I think she's going to be around for a long time. And uh, so I think um, I think that was very exciting. I don't think she's going to win. No, but, right. Um, I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was terrific. Yeah. How about um, Neil? Are you? Did you like as much as um, um, Donnie and I did the assassination of Johnny Versace? No. You didn't. No. Did you think Darren um, Chris was amazing? No. Oh my gosh! I thought it was okay. We disagree with you. Um, yeah, you know those America. I, I kind of the same problem I did with uh, OJ with the OJ thing. Uh, first of all, it wasn't really about G- Giovanni Versace. No, it was Andrew Cunanan. Yeah, yeah. And, and I asked um, I asked Ryan Murphy about that, and uh, he told me to get lost. Did he? No, no, no. Did he? Oh. <laughs> I think uh, I did talk to to the folks about that, and uh, when it came out, and. I think part of that was marketing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it might have been a harder pill to swallow if you would put Kudan in it. Right, right. There. Uh, you know, we have so many. Uh, I'm a little bit burned out by getting inside the mind of a serial killer stuff. Yeah. I mean, whether it's podcasts or TV series or movies. Um, yeah, oh, I've Neil. been inside the mind of a serial killer. Um, it's been interesting. I want to get out. I don't want to be in the mind of a right. serial killer anymore. Uh I, I was a little more interested in Versace, a pretty interesting fellow. And, yes. Um, his relationship with his sister and uh, his homosexuality and, and mm-hmm. how he dealt with that and his partner. Um, I didn't get enough of that uh, in, so, in the series. I, Neil, I, we're, we're running out of time, so I just want to make sure we ask you this. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Neil Justin from the Star Tribune. Neil, um, well, Lori's excited that Pose oh, got renewed. Do you but, like that? You like that show, Pose? I watched the first couple episodes. I, I thought it was fine. Okay. I mean, again, the Trine Murphy, I think he always, his shows always look good and they're always interesting. The question is, how long does he keep interest in it? I want to um, know what you're interested in. What are you loving that we should all be watching right now? Oh, boy. Well, I think, uh, look, gear up for the Emmys and go watch Mrs. Maisel if you oh. haven't watched it. And go watch Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling a lot of people it's so have good. not watched so uh, that series. And uh, and to you two, or at least to you, Julia, go watch Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a try. And Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, we all agree with you. We love that show yeah, that's, so you know, much. Yeah, I your guys' taste. That, that's your show, and I think your audience will love that show. Just very quickly, it's the creators of the Gilmore Girls, and yeah. if you love the Gilmore Girls, you're going to love this. And if you love stand-up comedy and sort of the history, and if you love the Me Too movement, I mean, there's so many things going on. You're there. right. There really are. I was also happy to see Jeff Lewis, or um, Jeff Daniels, excuse me, get recognized for Godless and, and the looming uh, yeah, tower. Yeah, year for him. Those were terrific both amazing shows. Yeah, he was kind of made for TV. I know he's had success in the movies, but um, put him in everything. Um, he's one of Michelle Dockery got nominated for Godless, you know, because she was terrific also in that as a limited I, I series. Godless. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was misunderstood by a few people, but I love old westerns. Yeah. And, and I thought it had a feminist twist to it that was really interesting. And yeah. Jeff Daniels is just, he's a, he's a bop. Did you like the Looming Tower? Because I just thought that was so incredible. Yeah. 
this yeah, thing. I thought it was good, and I think that's a good example of what television can do well that you can't really do in the movies, and particularly in streaming services, because mm-hmm. I think that's a show that's a little dense. Yes. Um, and talky. It's based on the Lawrence Wright book okay. of 9-11. Yeah. And, and uh, didn't our so, Sweetland guy do have something to yeah, do with Ali it? Yeah, Ali Salim uh, wrote a couple episodes, directed a couple episodes. He was not nominated for anything, but mm-hmm. um, he played a pretty significant role, as did Minnesotan Mark Frost, yeah. um, who uh, co-wrote all of Twin Peaks. And, you know... Considering it was a culture show and, you know, kind of difficult to follow, it did pretty well. Yeah, people people like that. We had a few people tweet us and said, oh, you know, it it was worth watching, that it was unique. So Yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone, but good for the Emmys to recognize it. Yeah. All right, Neil, thank Thank you you so so much, much, Neil. What are we going to read in Sunday? What's your story? Give us a sneak peek. Uh, do I have a story? In I don't know. I assume I got you nothing. do. You got nothing. Hey, listen, I was in Europe, okay? You were? How was it? Where did you go? We don't have time for this. All right. All right but we just tell us so privately. and I went to Greece. Oh, oh. my gosh, Neil. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you must be so tan. I didn't watch, I didn't watch any TV. So you you must be tan and sad to be home. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad to be back just so I can talk to you. Ah, Neil. Thank you. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Oh. Greece and Italy. It sounds heavenly right now. But you got to go for two weeks. That's the thing. I've never taken a vacation that long. Do you? You're going to be able to, though. I did when, when, yeah, I did yeah. when I was young. Yeah, but yeah. you're going to be able to because wow. don't you have just like one more year attached to the nest? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bye, baby. We got a little contest, or not a little contest, but we asked Twitter. You know, we asked Twitter for feedback today. And yes, what what are we asking for? Well, <laughs> we asked Twitter for our Friday song. We're singing. Um, we're taking it out of the 1971 Billboard the catalog. Catalog and mm-hmm. the three because it was a prime year in it's, music. It's such a good year. Julia and I were, uh, you know, very very young. Very Donnie active. was older. Donnie was older. He's anyway, always going to be. Always going to be. Okay, here are the ch- Take Me Home Country Roads, mm-hmm. John Denver. I beg your pardon, I never promised you Rose Garden oh. by Lynn Anderson, which we really do that song. Yeah, we do that. And the song um, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves by Cher. And so these are the songs that we, every Friday at 5.53, yeah. we sing a song. Yeah, so and right we've now. we've been doing it forever. And what's the result? Yeah, right now we are sitting at um, two apiece. Two for share. Well, a lot of people are weighing in. Yeah. <laughs> I love for Ronnie, Rose when the phones start ringing, I don't know how we're going to handle it. And he said, John Denver, bitches. Oh. <laughs> Laura, I have to interrupt. There's a very special person on the line that wants to uh, speak with you. Go ahead, caller. Hi, my name is Jason, and oh. I'm calling from the Mai Tai Bar at the Royal Hawaiian to oh. say a belated happy birthday oh. to my darling Lori. I love the Royal Hawaiian. Oh. Please tell me you're out on the big lanai patio that's huge overlooking Can Diamond you- Head. No, I'm literally, I, I told you, I'm literally, I, I credit you, Colin remembered, We this is the Lori Bargini trip, because oh. four years ago for our honeymoon, 
you recommended, you laid out a plan for us, yes. and we duplicated it on this trip here. Oh. So I'm literally, as I'm speaking to you, I'm not kidding, I'm sitting at the Mai Tai Bar overlooking the ocean at the Royal Hawaiian, yeah. Yeah. And, and Colin and I wanted to call and say we love you oh. and cheers and happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you so much. And I don't forget get to the- go get your coconut, coconut cake. cake at the Holly Kalani. Yes. Girl, we've already done that. Okay. And, oh, was um, it amazing? And was what's was her name so singing and playing hula? Yep. Yeah. And we're taking a catamaran cruise tonight, and then we're going to our favorite noodle place, uh, Murakami, down the road uh, tomorrow before we wrap up this vacation. How Belgrande. relaxed are you? I have. I'm 43, and I've never been more relaxed in my life. <laughs> I'm so thrilled. Is the weather? I've seen. I've been following you on Instagram. It just looks like you guys are having a fantastic time. We've been everywhere. We've been Napa, San Fran, L.A., Disneyland, Maui, Waikiki. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, wonderful. It's been quite the whirlwind, but. We, Colin reminded me, we're like, we got to call in and just say we love you. And oh, if it wasn't honey. You, you, you helped to make our, our honeymoon really great, and we're back here because of you. So happy birthday, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I, I do love to be, you know, travel planner. I know you do. All right, listen. I I just, and so Hawaii is just, Hawaii is, is everything. It's, I love it's the bomb. I, yeah. We think of you. We think of both of you. I'm not kidding. We, we were on the Uber to this hotel, mm-hmm. and Colin said, this is the Lori Bargini place, it and is. I said, I know. It I lived is. there so. in 1985. It's so wonderful. For 15 months. Mm-hmm. I was 11. I know. <laughs> I know. I was, I was 21. <laughs> mm-hmm. I turned 21 there and never drank margaritas for 10 years after that. Oh, funny. Oh, well, we love you. Okay. We're going to go back to drinking some Mai Tais. Okay, oh, have, have a fun. wonderful time. Thanks, Jason. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, my gosh. So he's in Hawaii. Emily Emberg, we saw her eat pictures yesterday because um, the the Mission Impossible Fallout premiered in Paris. And, of course, all the entertainment shows had their correspondence there uh, at the, you know, like Entertainment Tonight, me and everybody. And And the background is the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower. They rolled out the red carpet right, right there. But as I'm watching Tom Cruise getting interviewed, um, with the different people, he, because he does it all with a smile, you know. You, Always. You just, and he and Emily, they just look like they're, I can't wait to talk to her. I can't either. But in every one of the three that I saw, which was E, Access, and Entertainment Tonight, he just says vague words about how hard he trained mm-hmm. and that his ankle was still broken. Mm-hmm. And how hard it was to concentrate on stunt driving while driving through Paris, hoping he didn't wreck any national treasures. And I thought after watching him in three different things, I thought Scientology has stolen his personality. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left. Yeah. That's that's all there is. He could just be making these movies till he's 85. Well, he can. Yeah. And, and he's just, committed, and he puts it everything in, and he's great on the And, you know, script. Vanessa Kirby is in this. Mm-hmm. and I, She played um, Prince Ma- Princess Margaret in The Crown And got nominated for an, an Emmy. She did. She's so, delightful in it. Angela Bassett just looked like she was over it. She just had, uh, she just looked like she was just over it. Like, she was just there for the paycheck, because she right. had to do it. Um, and then, uh, you know, what's his name? Henry Cavill, Superman, was in it. And, oh, there's a picture on Emily Emberg's Instagram yeah. with her talking to him, and I, I just want to know how beautiful he is in person. I can't wait 
to talk to her because she literally had a one-on-one yeah, with Tom yeah. Cruise and Henry Cavill. Yeah, and Henry Cavill, I mean, his suit is so tight, it, he can barely move. It looks like it's going to pop like Great. Superman. Because his muscles are so big. But yeah. the, the reviews at, are, are huge on this. It doesn't huge. come out for two weeks, till yeah. the 26th. 92% on Rotten yeah. Tomato. Oh, and and mm-hmm. I just read one that it's just nonstop action and fun. And it kind of, I, I always like in the movie experience the very first time i saw indiana jones and the opening scene i was at the grandview movie theater and remember the big ball oh the boulder that yeah yes. yeah i mean but that yeah. opening scene yeah. was yeah. so unbelievable yeah 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 and i feel like this movie is going to be that on steroids oh yeah and they are just saying it's great and it's the very first time in a mission impossible movie actually had the same director yeah. for two in a row. So it's that kind of, Christopher Quarry, yeah. McQuarrie or whatever. This his is, name is the very first time out of it's number six. So yeah. he did five and now he's doing six. And, and I think he directed Tom Cruise in Oblivion. Which people loved. That was a good movie. Yeah. I actually saw that. I mean so. he, Tom Cruise knows how to make movies. So, well he knows how to do this this, this kind, kind of a of movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. but I mean people are liking it. But I just thought when I was watching him I was like, wow, Zenu stole his personality. Well, somewhat robotic. It, yes, yeah. Donnie. It's like, you know, it's I would just, love to if if there was an ever an opportunity I to just, have a one on one. Lori's showing me Angela Bassett. Bassett. Oh, she's just like so over it. And, you know, Look. who looks really hot and she just wore like a Sonia Reichel robe and belted it. Is that Rebecca Ferguson? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's gorgeous. But Henry Cavill. Do we post he, all these? I don't know. I don't uh, think. No, I, I don't think I so. You could post it as Henry a Cavill looks like he's wearing a jute suit. He looks like he's yeah. going to bust out of yeah. it like Superman. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like unbelievable. But anyway, and by the way, Joy, I know you're going to be so thrilled about this. Downton Abbey, the movie is happening. I am thrilled I about know. that. They've been trying to make this for quite. A, and Julian Fellows, the creator is going to be um, yeah, in charge of the good. script. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because it ended in 2015, and by the time it comes out, we'll be ready to see what's happened to those people. For Absolutely. Sure. All right, listen, we will be back with Shazam.